there's really no in between. You either do it or you don't. It's you have to make the leap. It doesn't have to be about how you look. It can be about how you feel. So we're we're having to do a, a mindset shift and that's really, really hard to do. Every single time someone leaves here, they are motivated, they are happy, they're sweating, they're smiling, and it is the best feeling in the entire world. Hi everyone, welcome back to Unqualified Adulting. My name's Becca. And I'm Jamie. And this week, we have a very special guest on the podcast again. Now, before we get into the episode, make sure to follow us at Unqualified Adulting on Instagram. And as always, our email is unqualifiedadulting at gmail.com. And make sure to follow or subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a rating and a review. Now, Jamie, you want to intro our guest for the week? This week, we're so excited to have on a special guest who owns her own business and fitness studio, and she empowers women through her training and her positive mindset. Welcome, Aubrey from Aubrey Taylor Fitness. We're so excited to have you. So do you want to just start off by introducing yourself and giving us a little bit about your background and how you got into fitness? So I'm Aubrey. I am a certified fitness trainer. I own a small fitness studio in Syracuse, New York. I've been running my business for almost six years now, but I've only owned my own fitness studio for just over two years. So it hasn't been too long on my own. And that definitely has added some more complications, but been doing it for a while now. Was fitness something you're into your whole life or was it something that just came about in the past few years? Yeah. So I was a gymnast pretty much my whole life. I started when I was four years old and did it up through freshman year of college. So I've always kind of had um, athletics in it always had athletics in my life for sure. And fitness was something that um, I wanted to continue. But obviously, you can only do gymnastics for a certain amount of time, your body just can't really sustain that forever. Actually, when I got engaged in 2014, I wanted to get a personal trainer before my wedding. That kind of gave me um, a little more insight on what a personal trainer actually does. And it kind of got me the bug. And my personal trainer ended up turning into kind of like my mentor. Um, She's like, you know, you actually would be really good at this. And throughout the, I think it was almost 10 months that we worked together as her being my trainer, I ended up training to be a certified personal trainer at the same time. And then I got married and then started my own business after that. What inspired you to start your own business? Well, as Jamie knows, my father um, is an entrepreneur and he has been one since I can remember. I feel like since I was born, probably. Um, And he's always inspired me. I've kind of always liked the idea of being my own boss. Once you are your own boss, it's not as magical as it seems, (laughs) obviously, but um, at least in the beginning when you're super struggling. I worked in lots of other jobs and it just wasn't for me. It took a lot of hard work, but I do think luck has something to do with it too. What were the biggest challenges with starting your own business? I mean, definitely financially. I was really lucky to have my husband was working full time. That financial support really made a huge difference. And then the emotional support that he gave me made a huge difference too. So um, definitely having someone there financially and emotionally um, to support you makes a difference. The struggle, especially specifically with um, the fitness industry is it's super saturated. It was when I started and it still is right now, maybe even more so. Um, So getting yourself out there and trying to find your specific clients and trying to find anybody really in the beginning is just you just want someone to be able to get your name out there. Um, That's the hardest part because ultimately 
you want your clients through word of mouth. That's the best way to get them because then they are hearing about you through someone else. So they are coming to you knowing what you're going to be like. And you know that that person is coming to you from someone who you have already worked with. So, you know, it's going to probably be a good fit. So that was the hardest part, I think, in the beginning is just getting my name out there. And it took a while. I would say it took about four years until I got a good following and people who like I really meshed well with. Um, In the beginning, it wasn't word of mouth at all because, you know, there wasn't anyone to spread the word. I, um, I used social media. I used I tried a couple different things. I ultimately really got the most from free advertising through um, social media. And so to anyone out there, I would not recommend spending money on advertising um, unless you absolutely have to, because you really can get a lot from the free options out there. There's so many free options. What would you say to someone who is trying to start a business like that, who maybe, you know, has tried social media, has tried word of mouth, maybe things are going really slowly, or they're thinking about giving up on you know their goals? I found a great way um, was to network, but I am not a big person um, who enjoys networking. I'm not super outgoing like my father is and can go and talk to everybody. So I would choose to do my networking by going to a yoga class or going to a bar class. So it's kind of stepping outside of what my normal strength training or HIIT training is and meeting different people and in that way and meeting other business owners and then you can meet other people that way. So maybe try and step out of your comfort zone and do something different. It definitely depends on your personality too. And that I think carries over into the type of trainer that you are. And that is, I think, why the fitness industry being so saturated, why it still works is because there's so many different types of trainers and there's so many different types of people. So, you know, if you're a type of person who loves a trainer who's going to get in your face and yell at you and, you know, tell you 20 more burpees, that's not me, by the way, um, there are the trainers out there for you that will do that for you. And then there's the others that have the soft approach. And then, um, you know, there's such a wide range of personalities that that's why I think it still works for all of us and we can still support each other and have successful businesses. Do you think you have a primary demographic that you attract as a trainer? I think people come to me not focusing on the weight loss, but focusing on being healthy and focusing on not right now, but as a long term. Um, something that's going to be sustainable for your life and working out to feel better and to feel good and to have fun um, and not to punish yourself or, you know, I'm exercising today because I ate a piece of cake last night or something like that. Um, And I really try and keep it focused on body positivity and just mental, mentally keeping things positive in the studio because I've, personally struggled with body image um, issues and eating disorders. And I know a lot of my clients have, and a lot of the clients that I have have had for a really long time and they've kind of gone with me through the process and they may have come to me wanting to lose weight in the beginning. And then together we've kind of realized that's not really what it's about. And let's think about, you know, long-term goals. And, and so, yeah, I would say that that is more my demographic. I do tend to also have, women more than men. I do train a couple men, but um, I think just my logo is pink. So that does attract women more often. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I just mesh a little better with, um, with women. 
you know, Jamie and I have both struggled with like body image and eating disorders and stuff like that. And I think for the longest time, I looked at the gym to feel like I had to work out to look a certain way. And over time, it's taken me a while to realize that going to the gym or working out is something that I want to do for my own health. And it's tough in the beginning, because if it's someone brand new, you don't know, um, you don't know them. So I take a very slow and soft approach. Working out can be fun and it can make you feel good. And it doesn't have to be about the number on the scale. It doesn't have to be about calories in and calories out. And it can be just about, you know, enjoying life. Um, That's not to say that I don't still days struggle with that. I mean, I am human and your brain doesn't change, you know, from years and years and years of thinking that way. But um, so, yeah, I will still definitely support support them as much as I can. But then if it in the end, it doesn't work out. And you can tell by, you know, the personality that they bring in and my personality. And sometimes it just doesn't mesh. And other times it works out really well. And, and that is a great, wonderful day when that happens. <laughs> I think it's really awesome that, you know, your studio creates this kind of positive um, outlook on working out. I know for the longest time, the fitness industry was really focused on, you know, how you look and like trying to achieve a certain way of looking as opposed to focusing on how you feel. So I think that's something that's really important. And that's something that someone like myself could look for and um, could find like a positive atmosphere to find fitness and add that to my life, as opposed to having it be like, sort of a way where I'm only focusing on the way that I look. You know, it's okay to care about about how you look to a certain extent, as long as it's not consuming every thought that you have, you know, you're allowed to want to lose weight, to want to gain muscle, you're allowed to want to do those things and enjoy working out at the same time. But it's the boundaries of, is this healthy for me mentally and physically, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I do think that is something um, that as a personal trainer, you get to know your clients so well and you see them so often and you're having that one-on-one time with them. And I always joke with my clients, I know them better than their spouses know them sometimes I feel like, cause I'm just talking, they, they tell me things all the time. And the, sometimes they'll be like, Oh, I haven't even told my husband this yet. And you know, cause you have that private time with them and you get to know them so well. And there'll be some times where I can tell, you know, something's starting to get a little bit over the line and we got to reel it back in. Or, um, you know, this person has seemed really upset about something for the last couple of weeks. Maybe we should really talk about that. And I'm not trying to say I'm a therapist cause I'm definitely not, but it's, in the setting that we have here in it being a small studio, I think that it can be really helpful um, in a lot of ways that for them to be able to come in here and feel safe and work on whatever it is that they're dealing with. And then hopefully I, I feel like I can maybe help them in more ways than just exercise. And of course, you know, everybody, you know, including myself, and I'm, I'm sure you do too, struggle with motivation sometimes. So I guess when you are struggling with motivation, either you are or your clients are, how do you push past that? Oh my goodness, because it really depends on the day, doesn't it? Something I always tell myself is every day is a new day and just take it one day at a time. Um, I struggle sometimes with beating myself up from what happened the day before. And I have to constantly tell myself it's a new day. You can't beat yourself up from what happened yesterday. Otherwise, that's going to completely kill your motivation going forward. So just focus on the now. There's probably lots of rewards also to having your own business. And what do you think are the biggest rewards? Um, I mean, it's really great being able to um, 
be your own boss. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty wonderful. Um, you know, anytime I have a friend that complains about about their boss or having to request time off, I'm like, oh, I should probably check with my boss. Oh, she says it's okay, <laughs> um, which I know sounds kind of snotty, but it's it um, it's really rewarding to know that you are the one who got yourself here. Yeah, it just feels really nice to know that this that this is yours. It's like it's your baby, it's your business. It's also terrifying at the same time, but it kind of makes you work harder because you don't want to lose it. Everyone says that you can make your own schedule. I think that's absolutely false because <laughs> you you really can't. Um especially in a job like mine, I mean, you have to if you want clients, you need to schedule the sessions around when when they need to work out, that you need to work out before work or after work or on their lunch break or anything like that. Um, but as the years have gone on, I've decided that I would always like this day off and I've scheduled my time to make that happen. So I think as your business grows, you can do things like that. Um, so that has been um, really beneficial. And also now that I have a child, um, she comes with me all the time to work and that's been so much fun. I mean, she's, it's, it's amazing to watch her just run around in the studio and play with um, the weights and all my clients have been so wonderful and letting her um, be here with me. So um, that is definitely a major, major benefit. What advice would you give to anyone who's sort of on the fence between, you know, leaving the job that they have and maybe starting something that, they want to do as their own business or maybe even like a side business for now? Like if someone is doubting themselves or not sure of whether or not to make that first move? Oh, it's so tough. I can, I was there. I was doing this business part-time and working full-time for a while. And it's so tough because there's really no in-between. You either do it or you don't. It's, you have to make the leap and it's going to be um, a little tough in the beginning, but it's, oh my gosh, it's so worth it. It is so worth it. If you, I guess you just have to decide if it's really something that you want, then just go for it. Absolutely go for it. It's totally worth it. I mean, you said it took you a few years to get off your feet and really get like a, a big client base. But do you think in those first few years that there were any point in, there was any point in time that you thought maybe this, I shouldn't be doing this or you thought about giving up? I mean, there were definitely days where, you know, you think, oh my gosh, this was so stupid. I don't know if I can do this. But it was only days. It was. It definitely wasn't months. We weren't, you know, like filing for bankruptcy or anything like that. Um, I can say that in the beginning, when I was training, I was training out of a gym. It was a small gym, and I was lucky enough to also be able to work um, at the front desk at that gym. So I did get a little bit of side money to help in that gym specifically. You weren't an employee of that gym. You were actually renting space from the gym. So anytime I was training someone, they were my client and they were paying me. And then I was just renting from the gym. So I paid a rent fee for the trainer is really great because you can end up making a lot more money as opposed to if you were at one of the corporate gyms, it is harder because you have to bring in your own clients. So if you could find some sort of like little side job to make you some extra money, then that definitely helps. Um, and if it's in conjunction with what you're doing, then that's even better. Have you ever had to turn away a client or you felt like so strongly that you didn't mesh with them that you just didn't continue with them? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, and I remember a few of them. It was not easy. It was, it was really upsetting. It was very hard for me to do. 
Um, but it definitely in the long run was, was the right, right thing to do. I haven't really had to part ways with many people. Do you think it's because of the way that you are, you know, attracting your clients that you said it's mostly through word of mouth now? I'd like to think so. Yeah. I also um, always meet with my clients first before or any prospects first before I train them. You know, the first time that we um, we meet, it isn't for a training session. I always meet with them um, to talk and go over, you know, how what my training style is like, what the pricing is like, you know, how my schedule is, all of that stuff before we even get into the workout. And sometimes you meet people and either the pricing's not right, the scheduling's not right, and and then it just doesn't go anywhere from there. And that's totally fine. That's what that first meeting is for. And I think that's beneficial for everyone. Right. How do you deal with if someone's dissatisfied with your program or something? How do you deal with clients who maybe I don't know if you've experienced this a lot, people who are just not happy with you know, either the training or something that's going on? How do you work through that? I think it's really important as a business owner also um, to have contracts in place that say specific things like that. Um, I know in my contract, I have a section that says, you know, I'm not responsible for the things that you do outside of the gym because, well, I guess I can say people have said things like, well, I'm not losing any weight. Okay, well, what's your eating like? You know, I don't give them usually a nutrition plan because I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. Um, so I can't control what they're doing outside of the gym. Um, so I think it's really important as a business owner to protect yourself in those situations. Unfortunately, it's a, it's just an unfortunate situation. But like I had said earlier, so many of my clients right now, most of my clients right now I've had for so many years um, that I don't really have to worry about that. They kind of know what to expect from me at this point. <laughs> What advice would you give to anyone in creating a business that, you know, retains clients over the years? Like what kind of atmosphere do you create? Like, is it your personal connections with them? Is it your overall philosophy? I definitely think it, um, yes, personal connection makes a difference for sure. And then again, I think not focusing on a, this is the start and this is the end. Um, if you want to maintain people for a long time, then you don't, have an ending, you know, if, if, if it's going to be, this is you're exercising for life, then that's how you're going to keep people for a long time. So, but that's just how I, I, how I do it. It's, it's really different um, than how a lot of other people do it. So how have you guys been dealing with the pandemic? What have you guys been doing to help retain customers or clients throughout all this crazy uncertainty? Oh my gosh, it was so tough. It was really tough. So it was March um, 16th, I believe, that Cuomo said we had to close the gyms. Um, I took about a week to kind of figure out what I wanted to do going forward. Thankfully, I am so, so grateful for all of my clients. They were amazing throughout the whole thing. Um, I had everyone go remote. I Everyone except for maybe two people um, were totally down for it. Um, so I did Zoom one-on-one um, -on -one sessions and I did Zoom classes. Um, and thankfully, I only have, you know, a handful of clients. So it wasn't super overwhelming. You know, I didn't have 20 boxes in a, in a small um, computer screen and it still felt personal. You, um, it took a little while to get used to having conversations over the computer instead of in person, but um, and it ended up working out. We did that until the end of July. And I was like, okay, this is still going on. I don't think I can stare at a computer out any longer. Um, 
So then I moved it to outdoor workouts. Um, and then I think it was three weeks ago, we were able to open back up again. And most of my clients were comfortable coming inside. I still have a couple that are remote um, just because they're not comfortable yet, which is totally fine. Um, and it was a lot of, um, there's a lot of extra steps that have to go on now. Um, you know, temperature checks and extra cleaning and we had to update the AC system. Um, I'm like looking around at other stuff I have here, <laughs> signage, all that fun stuff, but it's totally worth it. I'm so happy to be back in the studio and I think everyone else is too. Yeah, it was really tough financially for sure. And I'm so grateful that we're able to open back up. And again, so thankful for my clients because they have to now work out in masks in here and that can't be fun. Um, but they, they've been troopers and they're, they're doing it. Has it changed the way that, you know, a small business owner that you've looked at planning for the future? A little bit, I guess it makes me a little more cautious, you know, and I think that kind of has been the same across the board for everything in life. You know, no one saw this coming. Um, and it just kind of makes you take a step back like, okay, this can happen at any moment. Something like this can happen. You never know what's coming. Um, and so maybe don't make that huge purchase <laughs> of something that's not needed right now, or maybe try and save a little more um, and just appreciate what you have. Yeah. I think it's awesome that, you know, your philosophy has kind of stayed true to your business. And during all of this, you were able to retain all of your clients and get through what's been going on because of the, you know, the community that you have in your business. I think that's something that, you know, is so important. Yeah, definitely. I got very lucky. I'm very, very grateful. As a woman, you know, going through a pregnancy and having a child, how has that changed, you know, your perception of your body? Yes, it's been very tough. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't one of those women that like loved being pregnant. It wasn't my favorite thing. I wouldn't change any of it since now I have my beautiful little daughter who is like my best friend. But I'm still definitely struggling with body image. A lot of my past issues are 100% coming up again. And I don't want to put myself out here as like, you know, being fake and spreading positivity. I'm definitely on my own still, still struggling. And I like to present myself as, you know, being real and honest. I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of women struggle. There's this pressure, I feel like on women um, that as soon as you have that baby, it's like you need to just pop right back to your old body. And it's a little ridiculous and kind of impossible. Your body just completely changes. Your life just completely changes. You can't go back to exercising as much as you did. You can't eat the way that you did. You just don't have the time or, and your, your priorities are different. I go through days where I feel really not great about myself and, and super low. My daughter definitely gets me out of those lows pretty quickly. She's pretty amazing. It's definitely been a struggle for sure. And I, I don't think I'm alone in that. The same kind of message also can ring true to, you know, women or anyone who, you know, your body changes throughout your life and people, you know, maybe get used to looking a certain way when they're like, as a, as a teenager in their early twenties, and then maybe like your metabolism starts to slow down or you're going through something in your life where like fitness isn't a priority or the way you eat isn't a priority and your body starts to change. And like, a lot of people feel really insecure about that. And I think like the more we talk about it and the more we share our insecurities and the way that we feel, the more other people open up and also share theirs. And like you realize so many people are going through a similar situation. 
Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah. And that is the is the difficulty, I think, is dealing with change. I think in general, we as humans don't adjust to change well. Um, and then especially when it comes to our bodies, we're just used to looking back at old pictures and being like, oh, remember when I looked like this? Or, oh, that was so nice. Remember, I used to wear that shirt. It was so cute. And then you put it on and it doesn't fit anymore. And all you're doing is beating yourself up. And that's you dealing with the change that that happened to your body. And it would have, I mean, like you said, at different times of your life, it could have changed anyways. And I listened to the podcast that you had about both of you um, struggling with your eating disorders and a lot of it having to do with your body's changing through puberty and your metabolism slowing down. And that was, you know, is definitely another time in your life where I think a lot of people are going to struggle in middle school and high school. And it's just, I feel like you it's hard to escape it. So definitely talking about it and trying to support each other is, is really important. Do you feel like you have an extra layer of pressure on you because of the industry that you work in? Absolutely. Yep. I definitely do. And also because um, when I first started this business, I had just come off of my wedding and I was in the best shape of my, in my entire life. And I will probably never be like that again, which is, you know, fine. I was also not super healthy to be perfectly honest, but yeah, I do feel like there is an added layer of pressure. Um, mostly just from me putting it on myself, not necessarily from other people, but I've also found that I have to unfollow certain people through social media, even if there are other gyms around here, um, if they're just putting out content that really triggers me and makes me feel like I'm supposed to look like them or be like them, then I just have to unfollow because it just, it doesn't bring me anything positive. It's, and it's just going to make me feel worse. Get the negativity out as much as I can. Yeah. It's so tough because like, like I mentioned, I associated the gym and working out with the way I looked for so long. And I've just started to kind of get into this place where like I exercise because it makes me feel good and I enjoy it. And I don't beat myself up if I don't work out one day. It's so tough to be in this industry where like a lot of people are still kind of focused on it being the way that you look versus the way that you feel and how important it is to work out for yourself and for your body and for your own health. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. It's really hard to shift that mindset because it's been ingrained in us for so long. And I feel like this is just kind of, it's kind of new or fairly new that people are coming to realize that it doesn't have to be about how you look. It can be about how you feel. So we're, we're having to do a, a mindset shift and that's really, really hard to do. Do you think that, you know, with the constant change in social media and society that do you think it's real when people are actually trying to work out for their health? Or do you think a lot of people are just saying that and they actually are still struggling behind closed doors? But yeah, sometimes it is tough to see people posting things and you're wondering, is this really what they're actually feeling? Or do they think that they're supposed to be saying this um, for likes or for, um, you know, followers? Um but again, just hit that unfollow button if you don't feel like it's genuine. That's something I've been doing a lot is just like following people who are or who seem to be a lot more real and honest about their struggles and their journeys. And like a lot of the reason why I struggled for so long was because I was just following all of these like fitness influencers who were like claiming that they live such a balanced and healthy lifestyle. Meanwhile, they're posting their what I eat in a days and their calories are like not even close to what you should be eating. And it's like, you think about that and that's information that's 
on the internet for millions of people to see and people start to believe that that's what you need and that's not at all what you need for your body and for for your health and for your mind. Yeah, I look back and, and you know, I think about the things that I would, you know, tell my younger self and you know, obviously these things being able to tell who's genuine and who's not and some of that just comes with you know, maturity and growing up and being able to pick out all the bullshit around you. Um, but what would be even a message a message to your your daughter as you raise her, you know, and hoping that she is a, a positive, has a positive view of herself, you know, how do you feel like you want to show that to her? I have honestly been worrying about this since I found out I was having a daughter because it's, you know, I've been struggling with this for, I feel like it's been my whole life. Um, and that is the last thing you want is this little tiny thing that you created and you want, you don't want them to feel the horrible things that you felt about yourself. Um, so I want her to love and accept herself and know that whatever size or whatever shape or anything that she is, that she's beautiful and she is perfect the way that she is. Um, I try to be careful about what I say, even though she's 13 months old, they can hear everything. Um, but yeah, I have to, I still know that I have to work on myself and be really conscious about what I say around her because I don't want her to grow up like having the issues that I had that would just tear me apart. Now having gone through what you've gone through, like you have such a different perspective than maybe someone who hasn't gone through those things and who can't personally relate to it. And like, you know, you can only teach her what you've gone through. And like a lot, unfortunately, a lot of what she's going to learn is going to be through the world. But having you as a mom who has gone through these things and has recovered and has, you know, had such strength in starting her own business and sharing her message, like she's going to look up to you so much regardless, you know? Oh, well, thank you so much for saying that. I hope that, I do hope that she feels like she can talk to me about things. That I guess is one of the most important things to me is that she feels like she can come to me and talk to me about about any issues that she's having, because um, that I think is really really important in in a household and in a child's life is to feel like they have someone to go to. I know as she gets older, it will probably be less and less, but <laughs> teenage years, the last thing you want to do is go talk to your mom. But you know, you never know. I can have those magical things, those magical thoughts that she will come and talk to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't always prevent the struggles. Like Becca was saying, you know, some things are going to happen from just being in school and the world around and social media. At the end of the day, having someone to talk to about it and being comfortable is how you get through those. So I'm hoping that with my daughter, hopefully she doesn't have to deal with this. But if she does, I will at least have had the history and um, the experience that I can share with her. What do you think are like the things that make you the happiest from having your own business and for like transforming the way people think about fitness? Anytime anyone comes in here for a workout, and let me tell you, not every time someone walks through these doors are they like, woo, let's go work out. Most of the time they're like, hey, okay, let's go get started. But every single time someone leaves here, they are motivated, they are happy, they're sweating, they're smiling, and it is the best feeling in the entire world. Um and if I get those texts later in the day, oh my gosh, I'm so sore. Or the next day, those are even better. Or two days later, oh my gosh, I'm so sore. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> With the little devil emoji. Um, that is the best feeling. I love making women feel strong and powerful. That is just men and women. But I tend to mostly have women. Um, that is the best feeling in the whole world. 
Is there anything that you want someone to know about like starting their own business, like in fitness or anything like that, that like you think is like the biggest lesson that you've learned? Oh, I would say, especially because the fitness industry is so saturated, don't let that scare you away, but definitely find your group, like the people who are going to inspire you, the your demographic and focus on them. Because I think sometimes people go in with a, oh, I'll accept anyone or I want to work with everyone. And it's actually the opposite. You want to have a very specific group of people or a type of person that you want to work with. And those people will come to you. You will find them. It may take a little time, but that is, it's the best to go in with that approach than to have a super broad open to everybody type of mentality. Tell the people at home where they can find you on the internet. Um, on Instagram, it is AT Health Fitness. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys.